Welcome to the House of Cinema podcast. I am your host, Joe Aragon. With me today, Sydney Volpe. And in the house today, a discussion on Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, the latest installment in the DCEU. DCU? Which one is it now? I think they changed it, didn't they? Oh, did they? I always thought it was DCEU. I feel like after the, like the last James Gunn announcement, they changed it to the DCU. I could I can't be wrong. Keep up. Yeah, so I I say that with a question question mark because is Shazam? Are we seeing more Shazam? Like, will we see more Shazams in more movies? Do you think? I think for sure. I mean, that's what it seemed like. I feel like there would be more there would be more conversation around it if they did what they did in this movie and were like, just kidding. You're never going to see him again. You think so? Well, here's... I mean, James Gunn did that whole big meeting thing, but they never mentioned another Shazam movie. Oh. Well, Zachary Levi also tweeted at someone, kind of suggesting there would be more. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't. I don't follow Zachary Levi. What did he What did he say? <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> it was, I think it was, it was some critic who was like... Oh, like I liked the post-credit scenes, but it was oh, super see this. disappointing. I did see this. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, "Who who says like there's who says they're not uh, leading up to anything?" Got it. Got or it. Or whatever. It. Well, I guess before we jump into the movie itself, uh, disclaimer: we will be discuss- discussing spoilers. So if you really want to go into Shazam: Fear of the Gods blind, uh, <laughs> then you can pause this now and come back after you watch that movie and then you know re-listen to it at that point uh, if you don't care which i highly suggest that you don't care then keep <laughs> listening keep listening um before you went to shazam 2 sydney where was your headspace at actually i know you've said on this podcast you're you're excited for shazam you were pumped i did say that didn't i you did huh so did. how did you feel going into it and <laughs> i mean we saw it you know early-ish so you kind of already kind of had a feeling of maybe what it was gonna be like but what was it like going into it and then what was it like exiting it yeah i feel like the day of like right when i saw it enough people had reviewed it that i was like okay i kind of know what i'm walking into at this point probably not as good as i was hoping it would be but i i was optimistic because i really like the first shazam film i think it's so charming um, I thought they handled the character and the comedy of it really well, and I like um, kind of the horror tone that David F. Sandberg brought to it, um, and I love the VFX in that movie and the creature design. But um, And then, you know, I knew it was kind of going to be middle of the road, like total sequel syndrome, um, and that's kind of what we ended up getting, in my opinion. How did mm-hmm. you feel going into it? I was not excited at all. I've been very vocal about how these trailers look so bad. I thought the trailer looked fine. Yeah, I don't know. Every time he was like, I've watched all the Fast and Furious movies. And so I know it's all about (laughs) Well, did you know that one of the writers wrote like 10 million Fast and Furious movies? I read later on that uh, yeah, one of the writers is a Fast and Furious writer, which I guess that makes more sense. But, you know, I feel like... I've seen a lot of trailers. How do I reword this? I'm very fortunate that a lot of screenings I go to, and you go to a lot of screenings as well, they don't show trailers at screenings. They no, just they jump straight into the movie. So fun fact for all those people who want to know what screenings are like, no trailers. And I would say 
uh, 90% of the time I go to the theaters now are for a screening. So I don't see trailers very often. But I feel like the last couple times I've gone, there's been so many movies I haven't had a chance to go to every screening. So I've seen a lot of trailers lately, and I keep seeing this Shazam trailer so often. <laughs> and it's like, oh, And the Dungeons & Dragons trailer was also getting annoying. Luckily, that movie turned out good. <laughs> I know. Is that one. a recent issue, like trailer fatigue? I, like people complain all the time. They're like, "Oh, thank God that movie came out," because I keep seeing this fucking trailer is like haunting my I, dreams. It does feel like a rather new thing, because I don't know. Maybe when we were just younger and we were more excited, or maybe I'm just more jaded as an adult. But it does feel like certain movies are pushed a lot harder, and that would make sense, you know, marketing budget wise are pushed harder and so we see them more often like i saw that shazam trailer and the dungeons and dragons trailer a lot and that was getting pretty frustrated with them well the shazam Um, trailer also had that one line that bothered me that it was like oh like i just threw a truck at a dragon i love my life i don't but i don't think it made it in the movie did it it? did not not. i know i was like oh i didn't see that cringy line in there good for them (laughs) and i think that's ultimately kind of like the double-edged sword of these trailers if the trailer is annoying like okay this is kind of off a little bit of a tangent but i want to point it out the dungeons and dragons trailer was really annoying but fortunately in that movie all of the best scenes were never in the trailer from what i can remember and that was kind of really nice because i was so sick of the trailer i was kind of worried that the best moment would be in the trailer and they weren't the movie was fantastic what oh i completely disagree you really there were several times in the movie where someone delivered a line or something happened and i was like i wish that hadn't been in the trailer in Um, dungeons and dragons yes Okay, well, we need to save this for our D&D conversation in like two weeks because it doesn't come out for... <laughs> I haven't signed on for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm signing you up for it. Uh... No, I would. we both... Oh my gosh, I would love to gush about that movie. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, it doesn't come out to what? The 31st? Yeah. Yeah, was this a super early screening? What's up with now? Screenings? Are... Things are weird right now, Joe. I don't know. I think it's because South by Southwest was premiering it, and so they were like, fuck it, let's just have people see it already. Who knows? What That's the, true. I think. Well, I think on. when they're, even like John Wick 4, I think they were like so, super confident in that movie, and they're like, let's get people talking early. Smart get move. the embargo lifted. Like, yeah. Smart move. Smart move. Uh, so anyways, back to Shazam. Uh, I didn't like it at all. I thought it was bad. And <laughs> did you, did Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just remembered that. I was on Letterboxd today. I saw you had it at two stars. Did you always have it at two stars? Yeah, always. Wow. Yeah. Started at two stars. Nice. Never left. Uh... <laughs> I almost brought it to 1.5. I'm being Whoa. Is this your Quantumania? This is my Quantumania. <laughs> now you get it. Now you get it. I clearly... Is this what you experienced with Quantumania? This type of like... I don't know. I, I watched this and at no point, like, I think I laughed one or two times, maybe. And most of the time I was just cringing. That's rough. And the post credit scene, like, somehow infuriated me a little bit more. So to be specific, for those who are listening, if you want to uh, spoiler talk, oh, well, too bad. Um, the spoiler scene, the mid credit scene where he's like in the middle of nowhere, just shooting his lightning at lightning bottles. And then the, the two people from Peacemaker walk up to mm-hmm. him. I don't know. There's something about his, like, the characteristics of Shazam. She's like, he's always, like, so entertained by shooting lightning bolts at, like, at bottles. Like, I don't, I don't, 
I don't see how that's funny anymore. It feels like that's something that like, he should have grown up at this point. Like, let's let's move on from this. Well, that was definitely one of the things that bothered me most about the movie is how they handled the Shazam character. What do you mean? Like the just like the evolution of like the, the lack of maturing from the character? Yeah, exactly. I thought that they made him they like double down on that shtick in this movie when now he's like 18 years old. But I thought that it never really matched up with Billy's personality as like a kid. But yeah, now it's like they're still acting like he's like amazed by these powers that he's had for four years. Yes, like what is going on? Like my guy, you've you've been doing this for a while. What's so impressive? <laughs> um, I guess before we dive into like what we hate or what I hate, let's quickly talk about what it's about because I feel like that's going to feed into some other criticisms about the movie. Okay. All right. Let's hear a plot synopsis, Sydney, about this amazing, wonderful movie we saw. <laughs> Why what? would you do this? Right before we started recorded the, recording this, audience, <laughs> I go, Joe, I hope you have some prompts because I do not remember what happened in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Okay, we'll, we'll do this together. So if you saw the first Shazam, it just takes place, what, like four years later? Something like that? Yeah, it's four years. Shazam has his powers still. His whole family, they all have powers. They're all Shazam heroes. No one has, uh, like, a name except for, like, joke names. But no one has, like, a, has titles, right? No. And he doesn't even have a title still. That's, also, like, the whole thing in that movie. He's like, he just like, what do I call myself? Well, how can he call himself Shazam if, like... <laughs> He's going to transform every time. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, a, logistics don't really make sense. Anyways, in this movie, Shazam and company, they're like they're still learning to be superheroes. Um, Shazam, Billy Batson himself, is having some type of like existential crisis because he's turning 18 soon, which means he's legally can't be adopted anymore. And he has to be kicked out of the – oh, no, he's legally can't be in the foster system anymore. Mm-hmm. and uh so he's having some crisis there and then helen mirren and lucy Liu and rachel zegler show up and they're like hold on why do they show up <laughs> they show up maybe i know more than you oh they, they show, show up, up. The staff. <laughs> well they want the staff because yeah like they're pa- they're like the daughters of atlas and their powers got taken away or like the wizard, they were like human wizards that <laughs> took away. <laughs> it's not oh, funny. This is, this is amazing. <laughs> there were human wizards that took away the powers of the gods. And yes. then the staff granted the powers to Shazam. So they're like, you have our powers and we want them back. Yes, yes. And so they get their powers back and then they get an apple from Shazam's like crazy door room. Oh, wait, oh, wait. I want to say that the reason that they're able to even attempt getting the powers back is because they get the staff, like you, like you said. Mm-hmm. And they get that because canonically, at the end of Shazam 1, he breaks the staff in half and throws, and throws it, it in away. the trash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it ends up in a museum in like France. Yes, exactly. Then the gods are like, we got our powers back, dope. Then they get an apple and they're like, we're going to take this apple back to... Uh, where are they from? God World? <laughs> Fucking uh, Mount Olympus? Phone a friend. <laughs> <laughs> they go back to um, their Mount Olympus, maybe? I mean, they're no. Greek gods. They're Greek gods. Uh, but I don't think that's... I don't know what's going on with all that. Okay, so anyways, 
they go back to their their home and they're like we're gonna plant this apple to restore life to the world of the gods and shazam and friends don't like that because they want to use the staff to get their own powers back is that why wait can you say that again why don't why doesn't Shazam and friends let them plant the apple back in in God world? Why don't they just let that happen? There's a lot of I don't know, there's a lot of hoopla that happens in the middle of this movie cuz it's like they take they want wait, they want the apple. Wait. So they want the apple or something and then they take Freddy, right? They take Freddy and then he's oh, like Oh yeah, they oh. take Freddy hostage. Yeah. But where was the apple? The apple was in like that crazy door room. Remember, she gets Helen Mirren gets captured on purpose, and goes like into their jail cell area. Then right. she releases herself and like I don't know, finds the apple on the table or something. It's just, like chilling there. <laughs> oh yeah, isn't it in like the library or whatever? Yeah, with with the in the library. And so she they t- she takes it back to the God World. Shazam and friends go to the God World to save Freddy. They save Freddy. And then Lucy Liu is like the mean one of all, like the meanest yeah. of the mean ones. And she's like, I don't want to plant the apple in the God world. I want to plant it in the human world. And Rachel Zegler, in her most overacting performance to date, goes, okay, You can't do that. <laughs> You'll destroy all of humanity. She's like gearing up for Snow White with the way she's acting in this movie. <laughs> she's like, Hi, Freddy. Uh, like, <laughs> oh my God, the worst. So anyways, that's the gist of it. The gods implant the apple in Earth. Lucy Liu kills Helen Mirren and like takes Rachel Zegler's powers away. Right. And that's the main conflict. Okay. Convoluted, yes. Let, let, before we before I dig into this movie too badly, what do you like about it? Oh, unexpected question. Let's stay optimistic. Okay, you know, okay. It's, it's easy to, to shit on it, and I will, but like... There's a silver lining somewhere. Yeah, I did like some... Th- I'm trying to think, because I... Self-plug, I did review this on YouTube. And I... Yeah, what did yeah. I say I liked? I liked... Um, <laughs> the first thing I mentioned was that I really liked their lair. Okay. <laughs> like, the, I, thought, the I liked the way cool. they, like, decorated the lair. And I thought the first act was strong in the way that it approached what you were talking about, like, Billy's struggle in this mm-hmm. movie about, like his imposter syndrome and abandonment issues. Um, I also thought that there were some cool sequences in this film. I liked the bridge scene that it opens up with um, where it's kind of just like... Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, just at the very beginning where it's kind of just it opens up and it's like this is how the Shazamily is like working. Wow, Shazamily. Are you trademarking that one? Trademark pending. (laughs) 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 Um, And then I liked the final scene with the dragon. Really? Um, you like, like a that? lot. Yeah, I did. Okay. Well, okay. And I liked it because um for, for some reason it felt refreshing to me and I, I don't know if there's like some trend in superhero movies where there's not a like extended periods of time where you just watch the hero like kick ass. And I thought it was just like a cool sequence where he just like kind of like won. Okay. I um, I can see that. I, I don't disagree with that either. Yeah. Well, and then he died. And then well, he didn't. <laughs> we're getting um, into territory where I'm like ready to criticize, but I, okay. I want to also stay positive and optimistic for one second. Yeah. I think I, I agree with you. The bridge scene in the beginning is is pretty fun. It's a really cool way to introduce all of the heroes, and they're kind of I, I can't tell. 
they all have the same powers, but do some of them like specialize in certain powers? Okay, that's what I thought in the first film. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, I think they all have all the powers. But I thought it was cool. It would be cool if it was like Shazam had all the powers and then they all get like one of the powers. I but couldn't that's not... really tell in this one, though, because it, it felt like one girl was like super fast and one guy can like shoot electricity and then one was like super, super strong, maybe. I think maybe they do. Okay, yeah, maybe they all do specialize. Um, it's hard to say. It is hard to say. So and I think I can agree with you that the first act is stronger, much stronger than most of the rest of the movie. I think it unwinds and unravels completely as soon as we meet the three Atlas daughters, and when they all, yeah. at least when they all get together, that's when things start to unravel pretty badly. A couple of big issues. The bit, one of my biggest issues is that I don't think the comedy works at all in this movie. And no, I think we, it's got, really... we got 15 whole seconds of positives from Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I like the beginning scene. And I, I like the way the dragon looks. I like it looks cool. Oh, wait, like before we move stuff. to negatives, I did forget probably my biggest positive. Jack Dylan Grazer is so good in these movies. Um, okay, that's. I think he. I think he's also overacting, but no, I think but he's I better. Like, I like it. It's a okay. fucking comic book movie, like. And maybe, That's maybe fine. you know, Rachel Zegler's being camp. We can look at it that way. But we cannot assign camp to things that are bad. I refuse. I refuse to do that right now. <laughs> All right, fine. But I thought his relationship, his friendship with the wizard. Oh, okay, okay. With Jimon Hansu was very charming. That was maybe my favorite part of the movie was their kind of unexpected friendship. Okay. I can also agree to that. See, a little bit more positivity for everybody. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I think it is ironic that we spent, or the internet spent so much time ragging on Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania for its shitty comedy. And we're not ragging on this movie for its... I I thought this movie was funnier. Are you, you think so? Yeah. I will take stop being a dick over like the Skittle scene any day of my life. Any day of my life. Well, the Skittle scene, at least it was being done by like a 10-year-old girl and not that, a 30-year-old that's, actress. That's a shitty excuse. Who cares? It's, okay, let's back up. I have so many questions, by the way. So many questions. But okay. In the movie, there's this scene where like because they planted the apple in Earth, all the mythical creatures from Greek tradition starts to sprout into the earth realm basically and they're all evil like the cyclops is mean and the minotaur is there and he's mean everything's mean and then the wizard is like oh yeah uh, so to defeat these we need to get the king of the beasts the unicorn it's actually a really scary creature not a cute a fluffy one from your world and so they find the unicorns and the logic here is that unicorns can only be tamed because they like ambrosia Mm-hmm. And so the connection is we'll give them Skittles? Yeah. What is the connection there? I don't know confusing about that. <laughs> why? Why? I don't understand. Why Skittles? Skittles aren't ambrosia. Ambrosia. It's the nectar of the gods, and Skittles are a sweet treat. That's it? That's all it is? I, I want to make sure is, I'm not missing well, anything. Well, yes, that's all it is. She's like, all we have are Skittles. Like, Skittles are the closest thing we have. And I guess the unicorn standards aren't that high. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, wow, you don't have ambrosia. Okay. That's okay. You can just, like, 
tame me and <laughs> use <laughs> and me. Then they- and then she has a single bag of Skittles and she <laughs> gives it to one unicorn. And then she goes, we're going to need more Skittles. And then all of a sudden, like 50 of them are like riding <laughs> unicorns. And then as they're riding unicorns, they say, taste the rainbow. Yeah. Okay. I think the comedy doesn't work in this movie at all. I, I think that <laughs> Shazam is, it's like, maybe it's the consequence. Like, this is the consequence of Deadpool. We're getting the Deadpoolification, the Ryan Reynoldification of all these other heroes in these movies. Because it, it just feels like he's doing a really bad riff off of Deadpool. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's like a Deadpool meets like Reddit humor situation for a lot of things i don't know though i'm trying to even think of what the humor was in this movie i don't know i didn't think it it didn't it cringed me out a couple times i got a couple a couple laughs and a couple like it just didn't land at all okay okay uh other things i didn't like the villains i think the villains are pretty this is a very common issue in a lot of superhero movies in general just villains who just are weak not weak in a sense that like power wise but they're just not developed we don't care about them they're quickly rushed in and then we move on they die we move on and that's just another example of like i don't know do you think we'll ever move past this type of superhero movie where we get one villain they die we move on no no definitely not in that sense um but it's possible for them to be good and only be there for one like episode or whatever. And yeah. I will say that for the Shazam movies, I have liked that at the very least, the villains are like directly connected to Shazam, like through his powers. That's fair. That's a good. So they're good kind point. of like his foil in that way. Um, but and I and I didn't mind Mark's Mark Strong's villain in the first one. I thought it yeah. was kind of like it was still meh, but it kind of did what it had to do. Um, but for and he was just kind of like a guy, you know. But with yeah. this, it's like they're Greek gods. You have three characters to work with, and I've and been three saying really powerful actresses. Three really powerful actresses. Two of them that look just fucking bored out of their skulls and. <laughs> <laughs> I was I keep saying like we've seen the Sanderson sisters, we've seen like the three fates from Hercules. That trope can be so much fun. Yeah. But it can they be. were just like the most boring. Oh my gosh, it was like so bland. Yeah. Um, that's a that's that's one big issue. I think when it boils down to it, why Shazam two doesn't work, and this is a popular criticism I've seen from other people, is that a lot of the charm in the first one is built off watching Billy trying to navigate being an adult superhero but in this one it just doesn't work as well because he's going to be 18 so like when you're you're trying to force comedy out of that relationship it's not as funny anymore and the charm is quickly gone and instead we just have like these superheroes are just there like they're not really doing anything yeah they need to figure out how the character can evolve like exactly that they they can't they just can't they shouldn't have even relied on it in this movie, if they're going to keep him around, like they got to figure out something else that's going to make him interesting. Exactly, exactly. And this leads to the perfect point of the ending, which is like, so at the end, Shazam dies, basically. He dies. He sacrifices himself to kill Lucy Liu, the dragon, and save Earth, and he dies. They bury him. They're sad. For a split second, did you think that they were going to keep him dead? 
Um, no. No? You were, like, sure they'd bring him back? Yeah, because, I mean, why? There was just no... I don't know. Why would they... They wouldn't I don't do know. that. I feel like with the transition to the new gun DC universe, I feel like this would have been the perfect way to send off this part of the universe. Like Shazam is a, it's such an interesting movie because it's a relic of the Snyderverse, but also sits awkwardly in this transitional period where like, we really don't know what the future holds for Shazam. And if Gunn were to move on from this character and from all the Snyderverse characters, this would have been a really good send off to the character. Okay. Billy's dead. Shazam moves to a different person and maybe we follow that person or maybe we don't. So a part of me thought, will they actually do it? I mean, he was dead for like three minutes. <laughs> yeah, it it did. I mean, it, and it was beautiful. I thought the scene where they buried him was nice, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe it would have been because this was like, it had the increased scale. He literally like sacrificed himself to save like a lot of exactly. people. It would have been a cool, a cool exit. Yeah. Um, but they don't even make Rachel Zegler's character lose her powers permanently. This is true. It's like, this is true. No way. So tell us all, Sydney, what happens at the end then? <laughs> I know you end, remember this. <laughs> picture this, ladies, picture this. He's buried. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, Gal Gadot's face deep faked onto a different actress. Is that what it over. is? Yes. I learned Shut that. Shut up. I did not know on that. Twitter.com. So, you know. Is that <laughs> why it looked a little off? Uh, yeah. Well, I just thought her hair looked weird. Um, I don't know. I just felt like, okay, okay, interesting. So, deep faked Gal comes over <laughs> as. <laughs> Wonder Woman, who, first of all, aren't people saying that she's supposed to get, like, recast or something? So, she's, yeah, her it doesn't matter. She's there. also is, like, confusing. Yeah. So, you know, she walks over and she's like, oh, I got your letter. Because he, like, sent her a letter because he's, like, obsessed with her. And, like, yeah, it's a little Joss Whedon core. <laughs> like, the comments that are made about her in this movie. But, and then she, like, what? She has the staff? Yeah. Well, they say the staff can only revive somebody if it's touched by another god. Right. Why couldn't Rachel Zegler do it? Oh, she also <laughs> didn't have her powers at that point. Oh, and she, and they all got their powers back. They all got their powers back. Wow. Because, what a perfect yes. little bow. Deuce ex machina. <laughs> Literally. Ridiculous. So, yeah, Gal yeah. shows up. It, it's the most... I don't, so Deuce Ex Machina, for those who don't know, this is my theater nerd coming out of me, but I'm sure most people know, but just in case, it's a uh, it's a device in fiction and in, in literature and musicals and plays where the seemingly impossible, the most fruitless situation, the dire situation, it, the world's ending and all of a sudden something happens and world's saved. Is That's what a Deuce Ex Machina is. And so in this scene... It, it means they're all around the grave crying because Billy's dead. <laughs> and they go, there's no way we can revive him. And the wizard goes, <laughs> not without a god. And there are no gods here. <laughs> and then literally from the back, Wonder Woman goes, there's one left. And it, it pans over to Wonder Woman and the fucking Hans Zimmer. Fucking goes off and you're 
ringing through your brain. So random. And, um, yeah, she grabs the staff and she like slams it down and Billy survives. Shazam survives and they all get their powers back and everybody lives happily ever after. Yep. The the end. The end. <laughs> there you have uh, it. I like a movie with stakes, Sydney. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, and I'm a fan of those myself. I'm not saying everything needs a stake. And even if Billy wasn't going to be the one who died um, or anybody died, I don't know, just for everybody to get their powers back and it's all happy as a clam, like butterflies and rainbows at the end. <laughs> well, I kind of fucked with... Uh... I wish Rachel Zegler would have ended without her powers and just had to adjust to being like a human with them. A human? I thought that was going to happen. I would watch like a spinoff show about that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. She's just looking for a job right now. And Yeah, true. <laughs> no, Joe, she's so passionate <laughs> about So for those it. who don't know, uh, Rachel Zegler posted a tweet, a couple tweets, a couple tweets. And Insta. Uh, yeah, on Insta. So she's kind of been all over the place about this movie. I'm, I'm trying to like pinpoint how she actually feels, and it's kind of difficult to figure out how she actually feels about this movie. Well, I think it's in her contract. Well, it, it's clearly in her contract to promote the movie. No one's saying it's not. Well, and... yeah, but yeah, I guess other actors aren't doing it in the way that she is doing it. Oh, really? Um. Well, but she. I mean, she's kind of like. I mean, she's she's saying like, you guys are just being mean. Like our movie is actually good. Like. You should go see it. I don't so, know. So I saw that tweet where she said, yeah, she says, uh, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but like our movie's actually good and it has an 85% audience score for a reason and you should go watch it because it's actually really good. And I get that. Yeah, promote your movie. Do your thing. You know, if you're in, in a movie, I don't expect anybody to criticize the work that just came out at all. Not everybody is John Boyega who's willing to just say yeah. they hate, hate a project they're in. <laughs> and that's fine. I don't have any ill like issues with that. I Here's the other thing. I like Rachel Zegler a lot. I think she's very talented. But I just don't think this is a project that like screams something she, you know, I don't know what she wants in life. But it doesn't scream like the way her performance comes out doesn't scream like I was so in love with this project is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, no, I agree. And especially, I think that that was partially like in response to any sort of backlash she received for saying that on the red carpet, like, oh, I just needed a job or whatever. Yeah. Um, But I just think I, it is always so jarring to me for actors or any f- person involved with a film to like acknowledge that their movie isn't doing well. It's like seeing your teacher in the grocery store or something. It's like, shouldn't you <laughs> be just kind of pretending this isn't happening? Like, just promote the movie. You don't have to say it in response to people who True. criticized it. It's not a good look, and it's not going to bring you any more favor with those people who... I mean, there's so much more going on besides people just not liking Shazam. Like, people are dissatisfied with the way both DC and Marvel are being conducted right now, and I think yeah. in a lot of ways it's fair. So it's like, it's not about you. Like, you don't need to take it personally but it kind uh, yeah, of just yeah. projects insecurity when you, I mean, even like all the shit that, and it's not exclusive to her, like even all the shit that uh, The Rock was saying. It's like oh, the same, big it's time, like the same yeah. thing. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. not a good look for DC, which is why I'm like, I'm surprised that she's even doing it. And I wonder how like the studio feels about stuff like that. Or I don't know. I, I, yeah, yeah, it's like, who knows how anyone actually feels. Well said. And I think it's important to know that, yeah, she's far from the last person or the first person to ever point out the negative criticism and try to strangely 
gaslight people into saying like I actually, <laughs> this actual movie is actually really good uh go watch it because i mean the rock has done it he's did it with black adam constantly like yeah you know critics will say this and yeah that, but audience scores they love our movie and uh that the whole there was a whole debacle about whether or not black adam was profitable or not and that was a, a whole sh- thing about that um it is weird even even david sandberg has commented on it did you see that well, didn't he, like, totally denounce his experience? Like, he was like, I'm done. Like, this sucked. Oh, well, I didn't read that. I, I, so I, I Maybe saw, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> so I saw that he had, like, responded to the criticism, criticism, basically saying, yeah, I saw where this is what – I saw where this was heading months ago. I knew this was going to happen. Wow. So, like, I don't know. That's kind of strange, though, don't you think? Like – if you know your movie's gonna suck ass, don't you think? I don't. I guess you know the movie business is so complicated. There's only so much you could do once you're so far into the, the thick yeah. of it. But like, that would fucking suck if you knew your movie's gonna suck ass towards the end of like, I editing mean, process or something. Yeah. Imagine how many of these directors that have done these big studio projects have felt that way. That it's like their vision just gets taken completely out of their hand i know it is like baffling to me how that can happen but yeah it's such a giant machine um because he's a totally capable filmmaker and yeah i'm sure it's not the finished project product that he would have made if he had complete control wow are you you Um, calling for a release the david f sandberg cut yeah hashtag release the sandberg cut (laughs) (laughs) by the way the air cut while you're at it release the air cut yeah <laughs> did you see that zack snyder posted something about like the dark side like keep uh keep watch for dark side yeah like aren't people theorizing that it's like he's gonna put the uh zack snyder's justice league back in theaters so there's like snyder con oh is that what the theory is right now the, the leading theory i've heard those two wow i have not heard that theory that would be that would make sense i could see that happening i don't think it's him going to be uh making a new movie though no no, there's no way. He's so okay. done with DC. Yeah, DC, it's like such a mess right now. And, uh, you know, I totally understand why they're doing like this hard reboot or whatever. And I'm kind of here to see what they do. Yeah. But same. I think it would have been good for them to do like a big Shazam versus Black Adam thing. Obviously, like the timing didn't work for that. But I think the timing do- did work for it. But did it? The whole the whole thing was The Rock refused to do so. Oh, like that that's been like the, the big talking point in this whole thing that Black Adam versus Shazam is where this movie should have gone. But I think the leading I don't think it's even a theory. I think it's a very well-known thing. that The Rock did not want to be a villain in a movie. He wanted his oh, own it's a, movie. Yeah, that's right. He actually can't be. Yeah, he can't lose. He can't right? lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally so, that's so funny. So like I th- that's the craziest part about this movie is that I think hell i don't like black adam i i honestly think it's like on par with this movie i think they're just kind of inverted i think black adam has great action scenes and some really fun moments like that but lacks everything else and this movie has like at least a heart and the action scenes are fairly bland right i think you put those two worlds together this could it could have been a movie at least something that's (laughs) more watchable than what we got more yeah more interesting wow yeah it didn't happen. Say la vie. We didn't get that. And uh, now we'll vie. get 
fucking, I don't know what Shazam movie comes out next, but we <laughs> shall see what happens. Rom-com about Shazam and Wonder Woman. Maybe, or probably rom-com with uh, Freddy and and, uh, and <laughs> Licorice Thea. Pizza Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyways, what's your final score for Shazam before we move on? I gave it two and a half out of five stars. Okay. And I ragged on it a lot. I still gave it a two out of five. Yeah. I'll be honest. I'm not one to give one and a half. I give them, obviously, but like, I don't give them as often as uh, some people do. I'll say that. No, much. yeah. I don't. I know. My like bell curve on letterbox is like a lot of mine occur. I do have like the right half of my bell curve is what a bell curve looks like. And then I just don't give movies less than two stars. So it just totally drops off. Making a movie know, is hard, I man. I don't fucking know what that's like. Making movies is hard. And I think that, like, it's interesting when people, and this is totally unrelated to our conversation, but I think it's interesting when people are so unwilling to give five stars, but so willing to give one stars or that half stars. That is sad. I think that's such a backwards way of thinking. Like, if you don't want to give any five stars because you think there wasn't enough here to make it a five stars, I think you can make that same argument for, like, a half star. Was there really nothing that you could find to give it more than half yeah. a star? But anyways, ratings are all made up. None of this matters. Um, <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> TikTok's getting banned. I don't know. TikTok's getting banned. I don't know what's going on anymore. Um, for the last 20-ish minutes of this podcast, let's play Flopper Bop. Uh, I can't wait. We're going to do 2020, 2020s. So 2020, 2021, 2022, and 2023 of all the superhero movies. I wrote down about 16 of them. I'm, I'm sure I'm missing a couple, but I got all the big ones. I got all the big ones. Okay. Can you think of the very first superhero movie that came out in 2020? What do you think it is? It had to have been... Ooh. No, Zack Snyder's Justice League wasn't 2020. Um, It was not. That was 2021. It wasn't. It wasn't Black Widow. Was it The New no. Mutants? You're so close. It's the second one. What? Second one. Yeah. Uh, 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 it wasn't Birds of Prey. It was Birds of Prey. It was? According to how I have my letterbox list sorted by release date, it's Birds of Prey. Wow. So is that like a pre-COVID movie? Um, no. It. I mean, it. Well, actually, I don't know. Let's find out. I had the power of the internet. Birds of Prey release date. So COVID kicked sworn. in. Yeah, you're right. It, it was a February 7th of 2020. Whoa. And... Did Birds of Prey cause COVID? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the title of this, uh, this podcast episode. <laughs> really bring in the listeners. Did Birds of Prey cause COVID? Let's Do you discuss. remember the full title of the movie before they, they dropped it? Oh, An Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. What? That's fucking Birdman. <laughs> You're dumb. It's inspired by Birdman. Okay, Birds of Prey and... No, I forget it. I did know it at one point. Birds of it? Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one of Harley one Harley Quinn. Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, February 2020. So just before lockdown hit officially, because lockdown was in March. Birds of Prey, bop or flop. You know, I actually haven't seen Birds of Prey since it, since it came out, but I do remember seeing it in theaters. Um, that was who, Kathy Ann? Uh, yes, it was. It was Kathy Ann. Yeah, I thought what she did with it was super fun. Like, definitely Bob. 
Yeah, and it's literally a bop because B.O.P. Birds of Prey. Oh my gosh, it is yeah. literally bop. I agree. I think it's a bop. I think that there are valid criticisms for the movie, as mm-hmm. for any movie, but I think that it it mostly is pretty good. It has a really good vibe to it. It has a really, really distinct auteurism to it through Kathy Ann. It's fun. It has a lot of character, and uh, it's a good time. I know misogynists don't like it, and that's uh, that makes sense because they're misogynists, but it's a, it's a good movie. It is a good movie. And yeah, I mean, I think people, it was like a Captain Marvel situation. It was hated on for a lot of not valid reasons, but I mean, like you said, valid criticisms, but yeah, I thought it was so Harley Quinn. Margot Robbie is obviously amazing in the role, and I thought the action was super fun. Yeah, I think I thought so too. Yeah. Uh, The next one is The New Mutants. This movie took like 30 years to come out. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, just like if I ever want to get in a bad mood, I'll just read about like the production timeline of this movie. I feel so bad for this movie. Yeah. Because clearly got lost in the sauce. It has a good cast. (laughs) Well, it has Anya Taylor-Joy and Charlie Heaton and (laughs) Maisie Williams. Yeah. It's It's not a terrible cast. Yeah. Um, what are you mean? Okay, is it a bop or flop? This is actually New Mutants was like one of the first movies I reviewed on YouTube. Um, oh, really? Yeah, or it was just like the early days of YouTube, and there were parts that I I found like the uh, relationships between all the kids charming. Like I was like, you know, I don't think it's without redeeming factors, but I mean, flop city. It yeah. was not good. I mean, what was even the point of this movie? It is just sad. It's not like an angry flop. Like It's just like, eh, that's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is a very sad flop because it does feel like this movie was lost in time and space. Like, it wanted to come out so much earlier in a different time period. Like, it yeah. wanted to come out closer to an X-Men movie because this is about the x-men and it came out in 2020 when there are no x-men movies like really coming out no one knew what it was about there was just it was just a mess and i think there are some redeeming qualities in the sense that i do like all the relationships between the characters but yeah the movies it's just it's it's a flop flop city so bummer 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 indeed uh gosh there's some stinkers wonder woman 1984 (laughs) Okay, you know what? I am a Wonder Woman 1984 defender. Oh my gosh, are you? Um, well, you know, in the way that I think I gave it like two and a half stars or something. Oh, okay, you did. People, yeah. people rank this like bottom of the bottom in DC. I'm like, are you crazy? I mean, I don't think it's like the bottom of. I mean, I think it's towards the bottom, <laughs> but I don't know if it's the bottom bottom. I it's don't not care. Better. Like, it's not worse than Suicide Squad. No, it's not. Or whatever the heck. Oh, the first Justice League. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Um, I thought it was like so middle of the road. And the scene where Wonder Woman flies for the first time, I can just think of it and it makes me cry like a baby. And wow. I won't apologize for that. <laughs> yeah. Also, Pedro um, Pascal. Maybe maybe we can have like a reclamation since everyone's obsessed with him now. Maybe. I think that this movie is... I give it two and a half as well. I didn't like it, but I don't think it's worse than Suicide Squad or the first Justice League. 
I don't know what else there is. Or Shazam, I would probably part two. I would probably watch this over Shazam. I think it's been a while. I haven't watched this since lockdown. Well, Chris Pine. I love Chris Pine also. Yeah, I love Chris Pine. I do love Chris Pine. Don't get me wrong, but his character, like, do we need a Chris Pine in this movie? Oh, and this also had the Kristen Wiig situation. What's the situation um, with Kristen Wiig? What? Where she was just Chitara? She was just in it. Wait, is her name Chitara? Is that her name? What? No. What? What's her name? Barbara Minerva. No, but the, but oh, the, Cheetah. The, Cheetah. Oh, who's Chitara? Who? What? <laughs> That's a character like, from something. Oh, okay. Well, not in this one. Oh, it's from Thundercats. Do you remember that show? <laughs> oh, Yes. That's where Chitara's from. <laughs> okay, I can, I Anyways. see the connection. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I think this movie is overhated. Okay, I don't think it's good. I still think it's a flop, but I don't think it's as bad as some people say. Also, you know, like the Donner inspirations. I thought I was like, that's cool. Okay, all right. You, you make a decision though. Bop or flop? Do I have to? You do. Have yeah, to. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess flop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to spend a lot of time on this next one. Okay. Is it Zach Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> what? <laughs> bop, bop, bop. Yeah, I think it's a flop still, but hey, you might what? choose your own. Wait, I, I didn't remember that about you. Look, I think that Zack Snyder's Justice League is a great testament to getting a creative, an author, get their work out. I love that. Love that it happened for him. I love that his his vision was finally seen. Love that. Always want to see a director's vision come to fruition. I don't think the movie is still any any good. Still, if I'm being completely what? honest, I still think it's a pretty. It it's it's better than the first the Weed in Justice Justice League, but I don't think it's much better than any other superhero movie we've seen. It's a pretty Zack Snyder movie, which I it's you know like I said, I don't think uh, Zack Snyder himself is that amazing as a director. Um, I don't love this movie. I don't know. Even with the Barry going back in time scene. I think that the scenes with Cyborg are really good. I love those scenes. I think that's what makes the movie better. Those are the scenes they added, right? The Cyborg scenes? Uh, they added two hours. Oh, I mean, yeah, they added a fucking long time in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I haven't rewatched it since it came out because it's just so long. If they well, if they the did issue. put it back in theaters, I would go see it. I might have to give it another shot. I gave it like a two and a half again, like a, like a middle of the oh road. Oh my god, movie. Joe! What? what? I'm so, I'm, I don't know what to say. It's still not amazing. It's just disappointing. I gave this one four <laughs> out of five stars. Four out of five? Yeah, I did. Holy shit! Look at this <laughs> Snyder cultist I'm talking to. I didn't I'm, know a, that. I'm not a Snyder cultist, but I am a Zack Snyder fan. Not in the way that I'm like everything he touches is gold, but. I think really? he's a great guy, and I like several of his movies. What movies um, do you like by Zack Snyder? Um, I like 300 a lot. I do like, that's my favorite one. 300. I think Man of Steel is so good. The movie's ass. What? Yeah, Man right, of Steel is ass. It's a it's bad movie. All right, well, let's just do the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Watchmen is a just travesty of a movie is it i don't i have never seen the whole thing actually yeah you know why because it sucks ass well I, I think he's capable of good things i don't think he yeah i mean you know i, mean, I think i think, he, I think he's like a, i think he's like a decent filmmaker i think that i'm excited makes, for rebel moon yeah me too like i think what makes people most upset is that he has like a really distinct take on these comic book characters um that people are like just do not 
vibe with at all. He does have a very unique taste on some of these stories and some of these characters. And, you know, like you said, it'll vibe with some people and it clearly has vibe with some people and for other people it won't. But for Watchmen, I feel like he missed the point completely on that, that graphic novel. That's fair. But he has a visual aesthetic I do like. There are some things I really like about the visual aesthetic. So there are things I like about him. Okay. Well, agree to disagree on this one. Black Widow? Uh, Flop. It's not that bad, dude. This was one that I actually did think was bad. I know. You gave it a... You think it's better than Quantumania still? <laughs> uh, do, yeah, I guess I do. Just because it's like female-led. Wow. <laughs> I want to be like... Power. Yeah. Happy International Women's Month. Well, you know. And I liked... Well, you know what? I did... I, I liked the... I liked like David Harbour, like Rachel Vice, and that whole thing. But I also think that the parents shouldn't have been in this movie at all interesting um that was something that bothered me because it's like you know i'm interested in the sister dynamic and then you have this whole other thing i don't know it just was kind of like meh i think black widow has the new mutants problem in the sense that like it came out at the wrong time do you think you like black <sighs> widow more if it came out like in phase two no oh okay i don't well, really fuck, i know i never really all right <laughs> i agree See you later, black widow. <laughs> do you think it's a bob <laughs> I think it's a soft bop, a soft bop. <laughs> I think it has some really cool scenes to it, like some really cool action scenes. The intro, one of the best MCU intros in the entire franchise, MCU franchise, I think. That's, I guess. It's pretty dope. Just because really it's grunge. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grunge is cool, man. Fuck man, you. I feel okay, like this is playing on. on the TV and like a fucking hot topic. Must be the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving on. Uh, the Suicide <laughs> Squad, James Gunn, flop or bop? Bop. You say you said bop, right? <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> I was saying that as a joke because I thought you were talking about the other one. Yes, James Gunn's J- James James Gunn's Suicide Squad definitely bop. Okay, this movie kicks ass. It's really good. It does. Um, Ratcatcher, she's Ratcatcher too, right? Ratcatcher too, yeah. Rats are the lowliest of all creatures. If they have purpose, so do we all. Wow. I don't remember so that. Beautiful. I, I like King Shark a lot. <laughs> Wait, that's man, yeah, I don't remember that, but Shark was cool. <laughs> <laughs> when he, there's some really cool moments in that movie. Um, yeah, there were. Really some really good needle drops. Joel Kinnaman's great in it. It's it's a fun movie. I like it's, James Gunn. He's really good at making movies. Sometimes he rubs me the wrong way. Um, interesting wow fucking snyder cultist with me they right got now, no it's not well he's fucking <laughs> sus he he's sus okay you james gunn so? is sus a little bit in a- some ways about what where did you hear the tea about how he's like mirroring uh like Zack snyder's whole thing with like his superman movie that's coming out no I didn't hear anything. This is honestly, I really don't want to get into this right now. Okay, but Grace, Grace Randolph. (laughs) Oh, jeez, you're quoting Grace Randolph right now. Is that how low we're stooping? Yeah, I'm also a Grace Randolph cultist. Okay, I think she's a she's a camp legend. Um, No, sometimes she's sometimes she's very wrong. But she was just talking about like how James Gunn made this tweet about his superhero, his Superman movie, and he was like oh, I was talking to my brother about this in the release date, and he goes, dude, that's dad's birthday. Like, his dad, who, like, passed away. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, I hadn't realized. 
Did you do you know what I'm talking about? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, shit. No, what, what's and she's wrong like, with that? Well, people are like, that's super sus. Who the hell forgets their dad's birthday who like died? If oh. that's like so important to you, you wouldn't hear that date and like not think of that. So they they think that he's doing it as like a, a, a as like a sympathy. Like he's kind of like lying. Oh. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I, I didn't know that. Well, you have to keep me up on these other Snyder cult theories. <laughs> yeah, it's so off topic. Like that, that was just, I, <laughs> I don't know um, if that's like controversial to be like this man is lying. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't. I try to follow. Every time I go on Twitter and James Gunn tweets, I look at the comments and it's like just the most vitriol, toxic people ever. Yeah. And it's just. I like the movies he makes. I like Suicide Squad a lot. I think Guardians of the Galaxy 3 that's coming out in a month or so is going to be like one of the best Marvel movies in the last 10 years, maybe Probably. five years. So I think he's a talented director and I don't know much about his dad's birthday and whatever happened. <laughs> so. Well, they were just saying that because it's like Zack Snyder had the situation with his daughter and that was like the big push behind like his film and stuff. So they're like, oh. that's, that's weird that it's like eerily similar, but Got it. Okay, I'm not, well. I'm not anti James Gunn that I just thought that was like interesting all and right, people right. were discussing it. But yeah, I mean, I think both Guardians films are great. His Suicide Squad film was so, so awesome. good. Love it. So bop. Shang-Chi. Bop. Big bop. Love Immediately Shang-Chi. bop. I want to watch it again. I haven't seen it in a while, but best uh... hand to hand combat in the MCU maybe i think so i think so the bus scene is so fucking good it's so good but you know what that... the standout for me is the scaffolding oh that's a good one too yeah yeah, yeah. i like a lot i like both of them a lot um winter soldier gets close with, with the hand-to-hand combat that's true but i think shang chi still tops it yeah venom yeah. let there be carnage uh <laughs> honestly okay if it was the first venom i would say bop but let there be carnage probably flop i think i gave this one two and a half also i think i gave it i gave it two and a half as well yeah 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 it's Um, fine it's a like soft flop like i i wouldn't watch it again it's 90 minutes that's pretty fucking cool love that yeah love that but other than that i don't know it's one of those movies that really feels like it was just trying to capitalize off the Spider-Man hype, and clearly with the post-credit scene, that's what they were trying to do. Yeah, and it's just an okay movie. Like I don't hate it, I don't love it. It's a movie I never think about again. I agree. That is making me think. Like, whatever happened to all these Sonyverse movies? Like, well, uh, we're, we're getting there soon. We're getting there soon. There's one Madame more we need Web. to talk about. Well, so we'll talk about the Sonyverse in a second. Oh, oh, the other. I know Sonyverse it. Okay, movie. I know what you're referring to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's next? What's next? Eternals, bop or flop? <gasps> flop, I fear. Flop is the right answer here. <laughs> really? I, Wait, I would think I would think you were an Eternal stan. Oh, what? Because I'm a snobby Chloe Zhao fan? Because I like high art? Blah, yes, exactly I, that. <laughs> I am not snobby, A. Sometimes I am, but not often. <laughs> and B, I gave this movie a two and a half. I like it. I don't love it. I think that there are some really cool things going on here. It's just, there's just too much. There's just way too much. There's like 12 different characters and we're constantly flashing back to different time periods and like running around all over the world. There's just too much. But like 
there are little inklings of and little signs of something special here. It just doesn't work as a cohesive yeah. movie. I agree. That's basically um, it. I feel like there was not a, a super interesting point at the middle of it all. And I am just really mourning the idea of a Eternals series where each episode takes place at a different point in time. What the heck did you... I swear I've said that before we were friends, and I feel like it's weird that you said this exact same thing. No, that was always... I thought that would be so cool. Yeah, I said I said the same thing. It, this movie would work really well as like a 10-episode series. Yeah. Like really go either go through each character, go through the times, and then at the end get to modern day well yeah because the most interesting part i mean you got to boil it down like what is so what is intrinsically interesting about these characters it's the fact that they've been alive for so long and yeah how they all reacted differently to that yeah you know it's so it's breezed by for the sake of this like pretty typical superhero plot um like i think especially like druig and how he's like you know the moral grayness of how he's like mind controlling the civilization i'm like what the hell that's so cool exactly and we don't get enough of that to really like be satisfied with it we get like little snippets here and there and not only his power is like moral gray but like he himself is like the one to really start to rebel against what they stand for like he's like why are we not stepping in and i think that's like a really cool cool concept that was only barely explored in this movie because it it instead tries to focus on this fucking green monster guy who was like again a villain in a superhero movie that's there and then dies wait who exactly yeah exactly fucking who um the bill skarsgård character the one that like is like was like trying to kill angelina jolie at at some point what what are you talking about you know what I'm talking about. He's what do you, what are the creatures called? What do they call them in that movie again? Oh, oh. I don't remember. I know what you're talking about though. Yeah. That's that's uh that guy was like one of the villains, you know. Obviously uh Richard Madden was like the main Icarus was the main villain cuz he he's a bad guy. Joe, I'm so serious. I have no idea what we're talking about right now. I know that there were those big green monster things, but there were many of them and then the I know king, they were The king one, the the main one who's like taking their powers away. <laughs> oh god, I do not remember that at all. I just you remember don't? the celestials were like the main. Oh my gosh, I'm going to blow your mind oh, right now. Oh, was he <laughs> Okay. <laughs> let, me lo- uh, let me let me look it up. I'm a visual Icarus? remember. Erishem? Oh, the deviants is what they're called by the way. Oh yeah. The deviants. Um, I forget. Once it's oh, oh my god, dude! Yeah, remember him? That was Bill Skarsgård. I think it was supposed to be Bill Skarsgård. Are you sure? No, I'm not. Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> I love him so much. I feel like I would remember that. Yes, that's him. It's Bill no Skarsgård. No way. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. He's so great. He is great. So, anyways. That is that was one of three villains in the movie because we had Icarus, right? This green guy, and then Arishem was like a villain as well, right? Another movie that's just so inundated with villains, its lack of focus on just one is a detrimental to the movie's success, exactly. both financially and you know being a good movie. Yeah, so I feel like we agree. Like a lot of good stuff in there. There's just way too much going on. Way too much going on. Bummer. 
Instead, they chose to have Richard Madden and Gemma Chan fuck. Which, <laughs> and then was... Richard Madden just yeets himself into the sun. <laughs> uh, did you see that movie in theaters? Yeah, I did. I saw it twice in theaters. Wow. Brave soul. I saw it once in theaters, and I, I swear during the sex scene, uh, a mom and her, and like her son left. You don't even... It's the tamest sex scene I've seen in my fucking life. They might as well have not even done it. <laughs> They shouldn't have, I mean, like, I don't give a shit, but they, like, it was so tame and so dumb. Like, why are we doing this right now? <laughs> uh, um, right, Spider-Man No Way Home. Flopper bop. Ah, uh, bop. Fine. It's a bop. It's it a has bop. gone down, though, for me. But it's I haven't bop. seen it again since theaters. I've only seen, uh, like, half of it on Disney+. Plus. And okay. it really doesn't hold up as well. I was going to say, is it true there's, like, awkward pauses and stuff? Yeah, it's very, very clearly written for the screen in mm-hmm. terms of cheers. Like, it's very obvious that way. Uh, maybe they should do what Soup said and release a version where you can watch where people are clapping. <laughs> Wait, did he actually fucking say that? He did say that. I Like, there's, like, he, a laugh track? He wants to... Or like, he said... He tweeted that they should release a version or, like, a cut of the film where you could watch it and you see, like, where when their audience cheers... The audio, you'd hear it in on on the screen that you're watching. Wow, he's um a threat to to the future <laughs> of cinema. <laughs> he got reamed pretty hard online for it, so I yeah, think he probably backed off on it. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, it's still a bop, though. I still like it a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of good in there. I I don't like that the whole thing is based off of something like really like the whole plot. The catalyst for the plot is super silly, but yeah, they did yeah. a lot of good stuff in that movie, so. Okay. The Batman? Uh, bop. Big bop. Probably the boppiest of, of all the bops on this list so far. From the 2020s? Yeah. It's the best one. There's no no doubt. Yeah, because right? it's the only, like, I guess, except for, like, maybe the Suicide Squad, it's the only, like, quote-unquote real movie, if you know what I mean. I think I know what you mean, yeah. And I, I agree with that. I think Shang-Chi gets kind of close. Yeah, but it's but, still it's still like I, I don't think Marvel makes any real movies. Okay, I, um, I think I, DC I is the only now. ones doing that. Joker. Uh, oh, well, maybe I see, like I see. maybe like Logan. Yeah, Logan. Logan gets close. No, I, I know what you mean. Like Shang Chi, even though it's made by, I think a talented director. It's a it's a cog in a wheel. It's, You're right. It's just a small part in a bigger picture. Yes, it's still you know relatively formulaic whereas the batman it's like it's kind of its cinema. own separate thing it's cinema cinema batman cinema it is <laughs> back to the stony verse <laughs> yes <laughs> with with a guy with bat radar <laughs> morbius the Mor- last marvel legend or whatever they called him <laughs> can i think of some sort of pun on the spot right now <laughs> a morp this movie, <laughs> this movie was i i remember when this movie came out this is when i was on tiktok i was starting to get a little big i was not like really huge yet but i was i'm not still not that that big humble yet, brag jesus no 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 okay rewind i wasn't I'm famous just... then that's <laughs> <laughs> not what i'm saying i'm just saying it's it was in the infancy of my social content creation career right was around this time i saw morbius early and i made a review saying like it was awful like one of the worst movies i've seen i don't like in that year or whatever and there were a lot of people agreeing with me 
but it felt like anytime someone said it was good people would would like hound them like why are you saying it's good who's paying you to say it's good yeah i i there are very few redeeming factors in morbius the only but, one i can think of is fucking matt smith but did you give it less than two stars i did i did really yeah i gave it a one and i didn't half. think it was that well i'm kind of like a sonyverse stan what the hell? I'm just shit opinions on this episode right now. <laughs> um, uh, it's okay. Because okay. I think the Sonyverse, like, I like things that are, like, a little bad. I don't know. Like, it's just kind of, like, charming and how it's just, like, shitty. And it's like, how does this even, like, happen? <laughs> this is true. I mean, there's some charm to it because it felt it is so, so bad. like, so, like, early 2000s, you know? Okay. Yeah, um, that doesn't mean that's a good thing, though, right? Um. Yeah, but I don't think it was the atrocious dumpster fire that everyone like made it out to be. I thought the meme, the meme era that was caused by it was fun, but you know, it's just kind of like a crappy movie. Okay, so Sydney's giving it a bop. I'm giving it a flop. Okay. Yeah. Know. It's a more. More. Multiverse of Madness. It's a bop. Oh my god, Bob. Yeah. You've Biggest actually Bob really inspired ever. me to look into this movie more and I've appreciated it more because of your <gasps> comments on it. Oh I will my admit gosh. To that. Yeah. I'm so honored. It's true. Um, you made some really good points about it and I feel like I've I never disliked it. I'm not saying like you totally changed my mind. Um but I think I found to appreciate it more because of your comments. I, w- I want to point that out. In what way? I think the way you bring up like how much we see Raimi's influence in the movie is uh is a good point like i mean i've always acknowledged that it is very does feel like raimi but at the other i feel like i saw you post something the other day like certain scenes feel very raimi oh i I did i rewatched it recently and i yeah i think i reviewed it i think specifically i mean the scene where like doctor strange is literally possessing his own dead body and is like flying to where he needs to go with like dead souls is like the coolest shit i've ever seen in a marvel movie and i've i and i've come around to read like when i first saw it in theaters i thought the the fight scene where doctor strange fights himself with like musical notes and shit when i first saw it i think i was like this is kind of dumb what? I think i've 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 come around and i feel like i've i kind of like it now a lot Okay, good. Yeah, I love that scene. Yeah, um, so with all I, the like I'm... guitar riffs in the background. <laughs> and, like... yeah. I'm just telling you that I've I've come around and I've I, I like it even more now. Well, I'm proud of you. Thank you. I know that like um this was like I know yeah one of the very few scenarios where I think Raimi truly got to kind of do whatever he wanted, and I think Feige was just kind of like you know closing his eyes and hoping for the best i think they were in an interview together where Raimi was like yeah kevin was like i some of the ideas i pitched to him <laughs> like i could tell he didn't like it but he was like i trust you and just do whatever you want yeah and i i feel like it wouldn't have worked for almost any other character or any other franchise in the mcu but it works yeah. perfectly in this one dude i think that like wanda should have been the villain in this phase oh, oh like the main villain yeah they could have gone in a different direction with it. I, I think that ultimately they don't want to make her a villain because her motivations, while what she does is probably wrong. I mean, she's coming from a place of trauma, and I think they don't want to villainize that. That's I think true. That, that makes sense. Maybe better for like a one film arc. Yeah. Uh, Multiverse of Madness is good. Good movie. I still Bob. have some issues with it. 
but I, I do think it's, it's fair. Love of Thunder? Flop. Flop, indeed. Floppy, Fucking floppy. Love and Thunder. What is Bad there movie. even to say? I know. We've talked a lot of, about it a lot, so we don't have to go over <laughs> it, but fucking hate that movie. Cringe fest. Super Pets? DC League of Super Pets? Oh, my God! I forgot about this movie. Bop. <laughs> it is a bop. It's actually really good. It's, it's so really good. Movie. It's so good. That's rare People were say. afraid to admit that it was no, good. No, you think so? <laughs> I think people were afraid to admit it. they thought it was as good as they actually did. Even me at first. I was like, damn, are people going to think I'm kind of like childish or stupid for thinking that was good? But it was like totally adorable. No, adorable. Had some really heartfelt moments to it. I think the voice casting as well was really true. spot on. True, true, true. Which is rare because like I don't love the Kevin Hart, the rock relationship in movies uh-huh. at this point. But it worked in this movie maybe because they're like they're in animals. Dog form. <laughs> like, they're like cartoon. Yeah. But it works. And I think the movie works overall as a pretty enjoyable superhero movie. Yeah. Definitely worth watching. What about the movie Samaritan? Did you watch that? Yes, we actually did. We, I think we talked about it, right? I thought we did a recap with it, right? Yeah, we did a monthly recap um, with this one. Flop. <laughs> flop indeed. For those who don't know, Samaritan was an Amazon Prime superhero movie starring Sylvester Stallone. And I like Stallone. Look, I love Stallone. I'm a big Stallone love guy, it. but this is a flop, flop movie. Yeah, not his fault. It's no, just not his like. Fault. Would have been Very... better if it was rated R. Yeah, just like uh, everything. Yeah, just like That's most things true. in life. <laughs> I think most most movies that teeter that bal- that that line would be better would, rated R. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Black Adam. Flop. Flop indeed. Fucking the Black hierarchy Adam. changed for the worse. <laughs> uh, Black Adam. Wakanda uh, forever. Adam. Bop. I think it's a big bop. Yeah. I love this movie a lot, actually. I've saw it twice. What'd you rate it? A four. I give it a four. Nice. It holds the world record for making me cry the fastest in any movie ever. Yeah, that began. I mean, who was Ryan Cooler the only? No, he co wrote it with. I don't even remember who. Um, But their turnaround, like after Chadwick Boseman's passing, is like so impressive. Yeah, it is impressive. It's tragic, but they, I think they handled it with a lot of grace, and I think yeah. this movie works. I mean, again, a lot of these Marvel movies have issues, but I think this one is definitely one of the best in the phase. It's like this one and Multiverse of Madness are definitely up there. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Quantumania is a flop. Yes, we know. Blah, blah. <laughs> I think you secretly really like Quantumania. You know what? I'm going to say it. I don't hate this movie. I don't. <laughs> I Actually, don't. guys, our film is really good. It has an 85% <laughs> audience score for a reason. Uh, I not, I don't, I don't hate it as much as some people. There's some people out there who are just like so vocal about how much they hate this movie, and I think they're a little dramatic. I don't think is it's that a good. subtweet. <laughs> no, it's not a subtweet. I picked up on that. I picked up on that. <laughs> I'm just pointing out that there's some people who are like fervently way too passionate about hating this movie, and they need to move on. That's all. Yeah. Shazam 2, Flop or Bop? Uh, oh. It's a soft flop, I guess. Okay, Again, I think flop. we're... Oh, you were you were negative, but I was more in the middle. Yeah. You were more in the middle, yeah. It's a soft flop, I guess. I mean, it's a movie I don't think I'll watch ever again unless I'm really forced to. I think it's a flop, but 
I've seen worse things. I mean, we're, there are worse movies we mentioned on this whole list. Like, it's better than New Mutants. Uh, it's better than Morbius. It's better, better than, than I, Samaritan. Better, better than Samaritan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot we were going outside of Marvel and DC. I was trying to find all of the ones that we talked about or like they're superhero related. I know. I'm sure I missed something. I'm kind of curious. Did you watch Bloodshot with What Vin about Diesel? RRR? RR does not count. Yes, it does. If, is it okay? Is it like if it's like a an adaptation? It has to be no, because I don't think Samaritan's an adaptation, is it? I don't know. I thought I it was. Well, maybe it is. RR doesn't count because it's too good for this list. <laughs> That's true. That's why it doesn't count. Did you see that movie Bloodshot with Vin Diesel? Oh no, I didn't. Did you? I didn't either. No, I did not. <laughs> I kind of want to, but I heard, I heard it's really bad. But that's kind of why I want to watch it. Um. Oh, with Vin Diesel. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. I don't need to watch that. All right. Well, that's <laughs> basically it. We've caught up on the 2020s wow. for superhero movies. The future. We've talked about the future, so we'll see what happens. I don't know. How do you feel about superheroes movies, the future of them? Are you feeling good? Feeling bad? Feeling, how are you feeling? I don't know. I feel like it's like the definition of insanity being like, oh, like I'm excited for this thing. And then maybe it'll end up being bad. But, you know, I'm hopeful, like, especially for DC. I'm hopeful. Again, I think James Gunn is a good filmmaker. I think he like gets it. And so I'm hoping that ends up going well. Marvel, I'm less hopeful about like there are projects that they're doing like blade stuff like that that i'm like i'm excited at like the notion of that but i don't have a ton of faith that it's gonna like live up to what i would want yeah um and i honestly i mean going through those movies i guess the the 2020s it's been pretty mixed i guess i was gonna say maybe it's leaning towards like not being that great but there were some bangers in there yeah how do you feel about the Aquaman movie going to come out? Oh. Because that's the last... Rem- well, actually, let's get two things. Flash and Aquaman. We're going to get both of them this year. And those are like the last remnants of the Snyderverse. How do you think those two, those two will pan out? That's true. Honestly, I do think that the Flash movie looks good. Tom Cruise um, loves it, apparently. Tom Cruise? Did you, hear, you didn't see that tweet? No, what? There was a tweet... And it, it, I don't know of the accuracy of it. This could just be the internet lying to me. But allegedly, Tom Cruise asked to watch The Flash and watched <laughs> it and said that it was excellent and it's what the world needs right now. <laughs> that <laughs> that's, sounds that's... like... <laughs> and it was on his Twitter account. Let's see. Tom I don't. Cruise... I don't think he has anything to do with any social media account labeled Tom Cruise. Okay, The Hollywood Reporter. Tom Cruise has seen The Flash, and he loved it. Exclusive. A conversation with Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav led to a private screening for Cruise at his Beverly Hills home. Wow. So if Tom Cruise loves The Flash, That's a pretty good stamp of approval. Right? Yeah. Okay, well, I guess... <laughs> it's, what, it's what we need, guys. <laughs> I can't wait. Hopefully it fixes everything. Huh. Okay, and Aquaman? Aquaman, I don't know. You know I'm a James Wan stan. Yeah, yeah. I think the first Aquaman is fine. Um, I'm always cautiously optimistic for just about all of these at this point. Okay, um, that's fair. I feel like what I'm, do you I'm think? in that. 
I feel like I'm in that same boat where like it yeah. does feel like the definition of insanity, which I hate that you said because now I feel like I'm gonna think about that all the time. <laughs> because it does Time is like a we... flat circle, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It does feel like we got to this point where like every time a new project comes out, I'm like I'm cautiously optimistic and it just leads to the same thing over and over again. And at what point does the cycle break? When Wash, when does the rinse, cycle repeat. end? With James Gunn, baby. I mean, for DC, it ends maybe for James Gunn and or for DC. Oh, Marvel, Gunn, there's no end in sight. That's my question. No, Marvel end is in obviously sight. the bigger the bigger deal right now because it's 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 been consistent for the last twenty years. Really, it's consistent in its story, but like Marvel has had now like three or four duds. Wakanda Forever was was good, and Multiverse of Madness is good, but like. Do we does the cycle break for the MCU? Um, I guess I do hear that like Feige and crew are being willing to like make change, even though they have like this big master plan. I think they are willing to like go back and kind of like respond and change things. But we know like who they're getting to write these future projects. Like I just don't see it panning out in the way that people want. I think people are just tired. Mm. Like with DC, I would honestly, I'm not someone who's invested in like the big cohesive never ending story. I almost prefer DC because yeah, you get garbage sometimes, but you get really strong, like, uh, like director, led films most of the oh, time I see, I see. Yeah. and then you also get stuff like the batman so there's so much variety and i think there there are more good films that have come out of dc am i is that too bold of me to say like no genuinely i think good? that makes more sense. i mean like even even if there's fewer good films, the good ones are usually really good. Yeah, like, re- okay, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, when they're good, they're, like, so good. But exactly. Marvel, since they are this, like, this, like, well-oiled machine that just, like, will not break formula, I think they're all just drowning each other out. It's, like, just noise at this point. It's, like, the next yeah, thing, good, you know? That's a good way to put it. So. I, I mean, you're, I mean... Marvel has the Sony-verse. I don't know what you're talking about. We have the Sony-verse for Marvel. It's, like, a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, but in, like, the bad way. <laughs> Do you think the Craven the Hunter movie and Madam Web will save Marvel? No, that's true. But I feel like Marvel pretends the Sony-verse, like, doesn't even exist. They clearly um, do. Like, there's just, like... It's They're just another competitor to the MCU. <laughs> exactly. But I like, I like the Sony-verse. All right. It's just a right. little silly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, that is the end of this conversation on superhero movies and Shazam 2. That was quite the journey we went on. It was. Next time we talk, it's going to be about John Wick Chapter 4. Yes. Because we've both seen it, and it comes out this week on the 24th. I will say this. It is very good. That's all I'm going to say right now. It's a bop. It is a a bop. Certified bop certified bop the boppiest of all the bops we talked about today <laughs> probably probably um, yes we'll talk about that next week and then if i can convince Sydney to come back we'll do dungeons and dragons some, some D discussion sounds good to me amazing 
Well, Sydney, you are a mainstay in this podcast, so uh, you don't get to shout out your information. But Sydney has dropped a video on what? Shazam? On Shazam. John Wick, you have one out? John Wick, not yet. Um, not probably... yet. But by the time this podcast comes out, it's going to be on Tuesday. It and will so most likely video... be on my page. Yeah, it might be on your page already. Might so be. be sure to check Sydney's page out for her reviews on the movies. Uh, she can tell you why she loves Shazam Fury of the Gods. And uh, other than that, <laughs> you can follow both of us on social media and uh, and subscribe to Patreon. And uh, that is about it. So everybody else, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye, listeners.